Hey friends, welcome to the Kids Ministry Circle podcast. Kids Ministry Circle is a community for kids ministry leaders to be encouraged and equipped to love and serve the local church. I'm your host, Lauren Jackson, and today's episode is with someone who is near and dear to my heart and was incredibly impactful to me as I was growing up. Debbie Pelachowski, or Miss Debbie as I called her, was always leading worship, always willing to put on any costume for VBS, and always talking about Jesus. Debbie has served for over two decades at Coast Hills Church in Southern California, and over her many years in ministry, she has worn many hats and served alongside many staff members. Her story of faithfulness and perseverance will be so encouraging, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. But before we jump into the conversation with Debbie, I want to remind you about our Summer Intensive Program. Our Summer Intensive is a six-week program designed to help you focus on the foundations of kids' ministry, grow in confidence as a leader, and prepare for the next season ahead. If you find yourself stumbling into fall launch, the summer intensive is perfect to help you set goals, think strategically, and kick off the fall season more organized and with a clear vision and mission in mind. Registration is open and we have a handful of spots left, so you can head over to kidsministrycircle.com slash summer to sign up. Now onto my conversation with Debbie. Debbie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited. This is my first one. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could be your first podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you kick us off by sharing a little bit about yourself, talking about how you got started in kids ministry and ministry in general, and tell us where you're currently serving. Okay. So where I'm serving right now is women's ministry. I'm about a year ago, I took the women's director's position after 17 years as being the director of children's ministry. Um, well, I was the director, the interim, the director, the interim. Yep. I was back and forth. We'll get into that. It's a long story. But I started here at Coast Hills in 1994 when I had my third child. I have two boys, Danny and Brian, and then I had my precious daughter, Sarah, and we started coming to Coast Hills and we've been there, we've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. So of course I um, got here, got plugged into the church, started serving in children's ministry. Um, and our pastor at the time was Dean Lees, Dino. And a um, couple years in, he asked me to volunteer um, or not, I started volunteering right away. A couple of years in, there was a part-time position that came up and he's like, do you want this job in children's ministry. And I'm like, sure, you know? And because um, at that point I was mom, I loved the Lord, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't have any special gifts or skills beyond that. That you knew of. That I knew of, thank you, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I started serving and I, I worked part-time with Dean for about five years. And then he decided to retire and do something else. And that was actually my first, first interim gig. Oh, my goodness. Um, because he was gone. They were trying to figure out who was going to come in. Um, so I part-time took over just running the ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, But I didn't want to do anything full-time. My kids were still small. I didn't want to take that on. I didn't have to financially. So I just wanted to, you know, help get to a place where somebody else could be the director. Someone else came in 
loved this person. Um, but about six months in, she wanted me to go full time. And again, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. I didn't need to, I didn't want to. So I stopped working here, but I kept serving here. Um, and then fast forward to 2005, things sort of, there were transition from the founding pastor to the next pastor and transition out of the, the children's ministry team, just they, they went on and moved on to another place and there was a need here. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a call from our senior pastor at the time who really didn't even know me. <laughs> Um, which is so funny when I think back, I was working at a dentist office part-time and I get a call saying, Hey, um, we have a need. I hear you're good with kids. <laughs> I mean, wow, <laughs> that is funny. Um, and would you like a full-time job? So at the time I was in a different place mm -hmm. where my kids were in school more. I could work around their schedules. I'm like, sure, why not? You yeah. know, um, the dentist office was fun, but it wasn't my passion. Um, and so that's that's when I started here. And again, it was interim. So 17 years later, um, I was asked to take over the, the women's. And so here I am. Um, so been at the church for almost 30 years, mm -hmm. which blows me away, blows yep. me away. Um, but it's also really cool because I didn't grow up in church at all. Mm. I didn't grow up. I wasn't, uh, I didn't grow up in a, a Christian family. I grew up in a very um, unsettling family and uh, just, it wasn't, it, it was just wasn't a great upbringing. Mm -hmm. And so, and nothing was stable. Yeah. So the fact that I have 30 years of stability, even though it's been a lot of ups and downs and all arounds. Mm -hmm. um, it's really cool. I love, I love, I want that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. sort of my crazy story crazy of story. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I have known you for many, 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 many yes. years. And because Coastals is where our family grew up mm -hmm. being a part of and when I think back to you not only in my life but in the life of like many of my friends growing up mm -hmm. is like you were always teaching us about Jesus mm -hmm. and like when I think about the many costumes you wore <laughs> over the years at VBS mm -hmm. and sleepaway camp and mm -hmm. like all the things that you had done to just get the truth of who Jesus is across has mm. been so influential to me and then thinking about my own ministry career. But I know so many other people who can look back and see you as a stable adult mm. who showed them what it looked like to walk with Jesus. And mm. even now, like we don't talk on a normal basis, but I get to follow you through social media and still see mm. how you are investing in the next generation of believers, but I would love for you to think back on your years in ministry and maybe talk to us about some of the best moments. Like mm -hmm. where have you found some of the most joy in serving in kids ministry? Mm. Well, you mentioned costumes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'd have to say one of my favorite 
VBS costumes was, I was an Oompa Loompa. I remember yeah. that. Yep. Um, and I was also Belle from Toy Story. Remember oh, uh, Little Bo Peep. Little Bo Peep. I remember yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Yep, I remember that year. Yes. So, um, yes, many costumes. And it's so cool because, again, I saying I didn't grow up in that environment. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the Lord gave me just a second childhood being mm -hmm. in children's ministry to mm -hmm. be able to 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 be silly and um and go to camp with you guys and and just and yeah thank you for I all I want to do is pour Jesus out and into um the kids here at Coast mm -hmm. Hills and that I was it still blows me away that he he chose me to give me that opportunity mm -hmm. as an adult yeah. it's just it literally brings tears to my eyes but I think you know, I, I mean, there, there's so much just to, just to watch the aha moments when I'm, you know, talking about, I had this one moment I was, I was teaching David and Goliath story and I had this huge, I, I made this big poster of the, of Goliath, you know, this big giant. And, um, and I was teaching the kids about that. And I talked to them about, okay, what are that this was, you know, this is David and this is a, a literal giant that's in front of him. And that's mm -hmm. what he was facing. But we all face giants in our life. And what are some giants? And we, I had them write out little sticky notes of the giants in their lives. And they put it up mm. and they put it on the, the poster. And, um, and then after that all happened, I'd go, I went over to the poster and I'd start reading. It's like, you know, my giant is my, my big sister is mean to me, or, you know, um, mom makes me go to bed, you know, too early. I mean, the, all these like little kid giants. Yeah. And I, and I looked and I didn't speak it, but I looked and it said, my giant is that I'm living in my car with my mom. Hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and I remember like taking that, not speaking it out, mm -hmm. finding out who that child was, coming alongside that family. And God, over the years, would do things like open my eyes to situations where people had giants that you would never even know about yeah. that they're dealing with. And, um, and again, to be able to be given an opportunity to walk, or walk alongside families um, that are just hurting so bad mm -hmm. and to be able to just share the hope and the love of Jesus and to walk alongside of them, not just share it, but then walk a journey with them. Yeah. Um, you know, and all because I put a silly giant on the, on the wall yep. and, um, so things like that and, and yeah, and walking through just hard situations with family after family here, um, all the while being able to pour in who Jesus is and, and be real with them going, yeah, life, this side of eternity can be difficult, mm -hmm. but God, yeah. I always love to say he's, he's there, he's in the details and things might be crazy now, but, um, he knows mm -hmm. he's, he's not caught off guard. Yeah. Um, so the the fun, you know, VBS skits to the to the deep, like being able to be brought in to intimate situations with family members here is just always been such a great 
joy and a gift that I I loved, and I get to continue to do it in mm-hmm. in women's. Yep. You know, um, walking alongside of women are, is just such a it's such a gift and a privilege. Yeah. for me, that's so. awesome. I love that. So as we talk about your many years of your ministry career, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of staff turnover. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of kids ministry leaders can relate to sticking through hard seasons with leadership. Mm-hmm. And sometimes leadership feels called to take the church this direction. And you're like, oh man, I wish we would have done this. Mm-hmm. Or they ask you to change something and you're like, but wait, I really wanted to do this. And mm-hmm. and I mean, every ministry leader can relate to not having an great relationship with a boss or an elder board or like that's just the reality of working alongside Mm -hmm. humans is Mm -hmm. that nothing's ever perfect Mm -hmm. and there are seasons where there's great leadership and there's seasons where there's just a struggle sometimes and so walk us through how you've been able to persevere through so much leadership change but also like these people that have either left the church or have felt hurt by the church, like those were your friends Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and those weren't just colleagues. Mm -hmm. Like they were, they felt like a part of your family. Mm -hmm. So walk us through how you have navigated those really difficult seasons. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I've been through a lot here (laughs) in almost 30 years and I talk a lot to the Lord, like, Mm -hmm each and almost each and every transition, there's been some that I'm like, oh, good, <laughs> they're gone. Yeah. Um, but mostly it's been very difficult. And most of the time I'm going to Lord, my husband and I both like, literally, Lord, are, are you calling, are you giving us permission to leave as well? Mm-hmm. And time and time and time, I mean, for almost 30 years, he is he has said no, yeah. no, no, no. And you're right. I've had friends um, that are like family that have gone and and it's like ripping something from my soul as they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have done my best to be very intentional to not lose those connections yeah. um, because that's very important to me. But I, I had to sit and I had to really listen to what the Lord was saying um, because it hasn't been easy. Yeah. It's been really, I mean, there's many nights that I've gone home and just cry, literally cried out to the Lord. And, and then not, but hearing very clearly him saying, no, you're not to move. Mm-hmm. I, and me not understanding one little bit like why. Um, but but choosing to say all right because i mean you and i both know lauren that this side of eternity we've never been promised that everything's going to be just hunky-dory mm-hmm. um no you know jesus actually said in this world we will have trouble we mm-hmm. will have turmoil but take heart i have overcome the world yeah. so i cling to that as well because yeah it's it's been difficult but each and every time, the Lord has taught me to to cling to Him more tightly, to look to Him and not man. Mm-hmm. And I have to also step away from my own pride and humble myself mm-hmm. because you're exactly right. If somebody came in here and said, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna change things up. We're not gonna talk about the gospel message. We right. really don't believe." 
that would be a clear cut. I'm out of here. I don't even think I need to go to the Lord on that one. He would just, he'd come to me first, (laughs) but the preferences. Yeah. And a dear friend of mine said, Deb, can I say his name? Adam Brown. (laughs) He said, is it, is it just a preference? You don't prefer the way they're going or is it is it a a conviction like mm. it's against something that you're convicted by? Yeah, and those are two different things. So if it's just we have to, I had to. So I had to lay down my pride and well, I think it should be this way, mm-hmm. and decide to to come under the 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 leadership of the men who the Lord placed here. Yeah. The, so the the people that I didn't necessarily like gel with, right? Um, didn't mean they, they weren't here by mis- God brought them mm-hmm. for a reason. And I think a lot of times it's just like, okay, you need to humble yourself. You know, you need to let lay down your pride. Um, are you going to do that and continue to follow me? And yeah. it's not easy all the time. But again the more I got out of myself, get away from, okay, well, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and time and time again, the Lord then would show me these just little glimpses of, okay, this is where I have you and this yeah. is why. And here's a little gift of, you know, that's going to keep you moving. Yep. But looking at him and not man is key, yeah. I think. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's so great. I don't know if I answered it well, but. That's such a sweet reminder of, one, I love what you said about your trust and your faith is for Jesus only and not Mm. man. And there's, I think you can say, okay, I trust, like God is bringing this specific person to lead a specific ministry or church or team. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to trust that, God has that person in place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it would be easier to say, I'm done. Like, Mm -hmm. bye. Like, -hmm. I don't want to be here anymore. Mm -hmm. And that seems like the easy route. Like, I think of, I don't know. I I don't know if we just taught on Jonah or something about Jonah comes to mind. of just like, it'd be easier to just say no Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. say, God, I don't want to do this. Then you're in a belly of a fish. I mean... (laughs) Oh, really? Right. You don't want to be there either. <laughs> but just this idea of saying, okay, God, mm-hmm. I'm going to trust in you, even if I don't see what's happening, mm-hmm. even if I don't see you working and I don't see what's coming next, mm-hmm. you have to trust and say, God's got it. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be really hard and not easy. And I don't like, I feel like for the people listening, like exactly what you said, Debbie, if like if someone were to come in and say, okay, we're not going to teach the gospel anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that is, you don't want to mm-hmm. be a part of a church staff that does that. And mm-hmm. I think the same thing goes for if you're someone in your leadership is actively sinning and not repentant, mm-hmm. then that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But the direction of where they're leading the church or those small preferences mm-hmm. and the humility that it takes to follow somebody that God has placed mm-hmm. in leadership is a huge step of faith not only for the person that God has placed in charge, but also for God himself and just saying, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to follow you Mm -hmm. and trust that 
like you are with me every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a good reminder for those leaders in ministry to just continue to cling to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm Because that's that's all we've got. Right. Right. I think that's such a good reminder. What has helped you when those difficult seasons arise, Mm -hmm. what has helped you get up every day and like keep persevering in your job mm-hmm. even when you're like I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen I mean you you mentioned that you were interim for like five different people mm-hmm. and like what has helped you kind of work in those seasons where it's more difficult mm-hmm. well um I've always tried to live my life especially as I've gotten older and um, walked with the Lord more is just with my hands wide open. Mm-hmm. And so those interim times, because you're right, it's at least five. And it, <laughs> and, and it was things like, you know, I, you're going to be interim until we find that perfect person. Then, no, you're going to be the director. You're going to be the perfect person. And then, well, we really want to get someone who's well known out there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it just was all over the place. And I could have been, I, I could have walked several times just but, because of my pride being hurt, right. you know, but just living with my hands wide open and go, okay, Lord, this is your ministry, first mm-hmm. of all. And I never, I, I never want to get in the way of him. And if I wasn't the person that's going to bring light and right. vision and um, growth and depth for the families, then take me out. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, but what got me up every day in the, the midst of, you know, having the leaders that um, didn't value maybe what I had to say mm-hmm. or offer. And that's hard. Yeah. It's like, really? Because I don't expect that you as my leader should hear me out and do everything I say. Right. Not at all. But I... I love working with someone who will at least hear me out mm-hmm. and and sometimes go with what, you know, but yeah. but it's a it's a a relationship, not a dictatorship, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I've lived both of those mm-hmm. through my time here at Coast Hills. Um and praise the Lord, right now I'm living in a relationship with the leaders that yeah. I feel like I can come and and offer what I have and feel heard and valued whether they do it or not. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so great. Yeah. But what would get me up every day are the families, mm. are the people, um, because they're like family to me. Mm-hmm. And I would see the faces of these kids or the faces of the moms that I'd be walking alongside. And I go, okay, I'm, I'm spent. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I can. But I know you're going to fill me up so that I could be there for them, with them, um, and we can walk alongside of each other um, in this. So it's just, it's the community. Mm -hmm. It's the people. And that's what's kept me here. It's like, I I also try never to look and cling to a man, a pastor or an elder. Um, No, I'm I'm here because this is where the Lord's brought me. And, um, and I'm here for the family of God. We're a family and, you know, family's supposed to stick together and mm-hmm. even in the bad, yeah. you know? So, yeah. 
that's so encouraging. Talk to us about, there's sometimes this idea that ministry leaders have to portray this perfect life Mm -hmm. of like they show up on Sunday and they're greeting families and they have to look perfect. Their kids are all matching and all perfect. And there's just this, sometimes this overwhelming expectation that when you're in ministry, you have to have a perfect family, a perfect marriage, a perfect quiet time with God. Like all of this has to be portrayed Hmm. as perfect. And I mean, in your time, not only in ministry, but just in life in general, like I know that there's been seasons of wilderness and seasons of suffering and turning around and relying on your church family to pour into, pour back into you, mm-hmm. but also continuing to be on staff at a church. It can feel weird to be like, I am in a season of suffering, but I show up on Sundays and I'm still supposed to be pouring out and supporting with and walking with and pastoring and shepherding these people. Mm-hmm but I feel like I don't have anything to give. Mm -hmm. And so what has that looked like for your own personal ministry life to continue to persevere in those seasons of suffering and still find a way to shepherd the people at your church, but also accept help and care and that shepherding back towards you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a huge question. (laughs) It is. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I, I always, I guess, err on being authentic and real and I don't, I'd never want, because I've been under leaders that seem perfect Mm -hmm. and I know in my head that they're not, but everything I'm seeing. And so I feel less than I feel, Mm -hmm. then I feel I can't be authentic and real with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been here for 30 years. I've raised three kids that have not been perfect or perfectly dressed Mm -hmm. at times. Um, I've, you know, we've had major, we've, we've lost jobs. We've lost houses. We've, we've, my husband was in the hospital. I had breast cancer. I mean, I think the hardest thing for me was when, when everything else with my kids, or my husband or something, I, I was, I could take care of things still. Mm -hmm. Hardest thing for me was when I got knocked down with the breast cancer and then I had to go, okay, yeah. And the church family did. They came alongside of me. Your mom came alongside, hadn't seen forever, but she, and it was like family just coming. Um, but I think, I think being real and authentic is so important and so needed. And yeah, you don't want to just, just vomit everything that's going on in your life to everybody, but, but to go, yeah, I get that because I've, I've struggled with that with dot, 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 Mm -hmm. or I've, um, just gives that other person. I know if I'm talking to you and I'm pouring out my life and you're like, wow, that sucks for you. I mean, I, I, yeah, I've never had that. It's like, okay, I don't want to, it makes me not want to open up anymore or talk anymore. Um, and, and still time and time again, I feel like the Lord uses, I'm, I mean, I'll mess up. 
I'm vulnerable about it. I'll tell mm-hmm. you about it. Um, he uses all my my mistakes and he brings beauty mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. Um, because I am. I'm I I'm an open book and sometimes I'm like, should I even share this? But I do wait on him. I mm. I've learned to and I haven't always been like this, yeah. but I've learned to go, okay, you're saying I should step into this. And just the other day in women's ministry, as I was getting up to encourage and just give some um, uh, announcements before our teaching, the Lord said, talk to them about what, what you're dealing with right now. And I'm, I mean, I'm going up to be in front of a hundred women, like arguing with God in my head, going, <laughs> no, that's, they don't need to know this. And, and so finally I get up and I did, I, I vulnerably let them know about some stuff I was struggling with. And, um, and as soon as I got off the stage the the, I was met with tears and women going, thank you for, mm. thank you for being real. I got texts, I got emails. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so to me, I think we're, we're human. We're going to walk through a lot of ups and downs and, I'm going to be able to come alongside of you in your time of being down with something in a much better, better way. I think um, if you feel like we, you can relate to me that I, that, oh, you have done this. Mm -hmm. And I always think like there's, um, there's like five or I think now six things that I get people calling me all the time going, Hey, I've got so-and-so is going to reach out to you because she really needs to talk to you. I, I think you'd be good for her in this. Yeah. And I'm like, it's one of these six things. Yeah. Um, because that's what we do, right? I mean, I I have these, these things in my life that I've walked through that have been difficult. Mm-hmm. And I no longer ask the Lord, gosh, why did I have to grow up in an abusive family. Why, Lord? No, that's one of my six things Mm -hmm. that I could talk to this young girl or a woman who's dealing with it in a way that you might not be able to because you don't have that. You can have empathy with them. You Mm -hmm. You can sympathize and come alongside, but I could get where where they're at. And I love that the Lord takes what the world um, wants to to tear us down with, mm-hmm. and if we allow him, he brings beauty from ashes. Yeah. And I've seen that. So again, I, I guess back to how do you walk? I just, I walk through it real, knowing at the same time, I have a job to do here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, so again, I go back to, I cling to Jesus for him to, Pour, when I'm feeling so empty, pour into me so that I can come alongside of you um, as you are are hurting or you need something because mm-hmm. that's what I'm called to do as well. So it's a fine balance that you have to walk. Yeah. Um, but being vulnerable and real, um, Pastor Jason has a tagline here at Coast Hills, to have real and right relationships with God and each other. Mm. And I love that. It's like... We need that, or, or we're not, or we're not family. Yeah, we're not connected. So, yeah, I love, I love your encouragement about not just 
sharing things, like really relying on Jesus to prompt you. Absolutely. And um, like there's this phrase like finding those people of peace that mm-hmm. like you can engage with mm-hmm. and you can trust. And I'm sure, I mean, so many of the listeners and you and I can relate of like sometimes you've shared things with people and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. Absolutely. And you learn from that and you move on. But finding those trusted people mm-hmm. and being vulnerable and not not living up to this expectation that I you as ministry leaders you can't share certain things or mm-hmm. be open or vulnerable. And I think it's just finding those people and really relying on Jesus and praying that Jesus would reveal those people to mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and, finding the right people. Yeah. Because you don't, I don't want to be a burden to someone. Right. Um, but if my story can help lift them out of the pit they're in. Yeah. But it is, it's a, and also what I do in my head, my head's really crazy, <laughs> but I'm I'm praying all the time. I'll, I'll be sitting across from a woman or a young you know, high school girl, and and I'm thinking, okay, how do I? What do you want me to do here? How how do I step into this? Yeah. But listening to him, and you're mm-hmm. right. I there's times where I've got it really good, <laughs> and it's like walk away and go, wow, look what we did, Lord. And then there's other times where I'm like apologizing, like you told me to keep quiet, and yeah. I did my own thing. Yeah. And. Um, and that, that's the beauty of being as old as I am now because I'm learning, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, we're being, we're being transformed all the time. Mm-hmm. We're, we're changing and yep. we should be changed, you know, being changed. Yeah. Um, cause I don't want to be the same I, I, as I am even now, mm-hmm. five years from now, yeah. I want to keep growing in him yep. and being able to go. Cause I do, I feel like now it's like, I, I do hear his voice so much clearer, mm. but I know that I don't even hear it as clear as I mm. will one, yeah. you know? So it's always, and that's, so pursuing my relationship with Jesus is also like the number one thing yeah. I need to do. Um, and sometimes that's hard because there's so much that comes out, especially in ministry. Um, and it's, it's hard to, it's easy, I should say, to get to a place where, well, I have to do this mm-hmm. because if I don't, you yep. know, step in, then what's going to happen? It's like, really? <laughs> like, you really think that highly of yourself that yeah. you're the be all to end all. Um, and so, again, you have to just walk that balance going, okay, I am not. And and he is, and I just have to to know if I can't get to that person, God's going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And it's not all about me. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. What are you doing to raise up the next generation of leaders behind you? Good question. Um, or what do you hope to do? Like, what do you hope, like, as you've served yeah. almost 30 years in ministry yeah. and you look at even like your college students here, your young women here, people like me mm-hmm. who are growing up in the ministry context, what do you hope for the next generation of leaders? Mm-hmm. I I just hope that, and I pray that they are completely surrendered to the Lord. I just pray that as they walk through this life, and right now in our world, 
there's so much confusion and mm -hmm. it breaks my heart. I just actually reached out to a couple of um, college students. I loved it to, to uh, again, I think relationship is so important yeah. and I can't, and I'm not supposed to, it's not my job to, to be all to everybody, mm -hmm. but I try to listen to the Lord's promptings of, you know, reach out to this person, reach yeah. out to that person. Um, I just, I, it's a privilege for me just to continue to be in the lives of the people that the Lord has brought my way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's just so cool. I could, I was so excited when you reached out and it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but I love, I, I just want, I just want to see, and I know these two, these two young women that I'm trying to uh, connect with again, they're they're walking a journey of like a bit confusion. And I just want to be there to remind them who they are in Christ. Yeah. Remind them what is true because the world is, is just pouring out what is not true mm -hmm. um, and the confusion. And I am in a place, you know, I'm a grandma of eight right now and, and more to come, I hope. But I know that my time in ministry like I'm doing it now, I feel like I will never, ever retire from doing right. ministry. Mm -hmm. But I do know that one day I'm probably not going to be the women's director here at Coast Hills. Yeah. And so I, I'm so thankful for the team of women that the Lord's allowed me to bring together so that I'm hoping I could pour into them um, I, I think it's just the passion, really, yeah. the passion for who Jesus is. Because I don't have any, I have no special, you know, credentials but not behind my name. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing I could say is I love Jesus with all my heart, soul, yeah. and mind, and strength. And I, and then I'm just in awe of what he does through me with, with that. Yeah. All right, Debbie, the last question that we always ask on our podcast is if you were talking to someone brand new in ministry, and I'm gonna extend it a little bit because we talked a lot about what it looks like to persevere through hard seasons of ministry. So what would be your words of advice for a ministry leader who is either like brand new and unaware of maybe what suffering is to come, or maybe a ministry leader who's walking through a really hard season with their staff and or in their personal life, or just someone who feels like they're in this wilderness season and mm. also trying to lead a ministry. What would be your words of encouragement or advice? Well, it's funny. I had someone I worked with a while ago. She was brand new in ministry, and she came in and was so excited to be here and then encountered man, like mm. the people in the Not office. just men. Not just but men, man, but man the, yeah, humanity. Men and, humanity. <laughs> And she was like shocked and mm. and like like just dis disillusioned and could have taken her away from ministry. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with her and and saying, "You got to take off the rose colored glasses that." Because people come into ministry, mm -hmm. what I found, and it's like, okay, I've been in the corporate world and the corporate world is really harsh and rough. And now I'm going to come here to a church and we're going to love each other all the time. And we're going to pray with each other and we're never going to have any disagreements. 
And it's like, where in the world did you did you come up with that? Yeah. We we are people that are messed up sinners here. And yes, I believe in the church, we should look different mm-hmm. than the corporate world. Right. But unfortunately, we don't always. Mm-hmm. And I think if you come in to ministry with that, you know, ideal of what it should be like, I think that's when you you see people falling, not only falling away from their calling into ministry that God's called them into, mm-hmm. unfortunately, then they fall away from the Lord, which is yeah. the most devastating yep. thing. So to, for me, and it, that might be harsh, it's like, but you, you've got you've to gotta walk in going, okay, I am here because the Lord's called me here, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not going to let this man or woman um, say something that totally takes me out. I, I mean, this is, this is just, just because you're in a church doesn't mean there's not going to be disagreements, doesn't mm-hmm. mean there's not going to be quarreling. Um, and, and sometimes there's, there's really hard, nasty stuff. And is it okay? No, absolutely not. And I do believe that we as ministers in churches, we should be looking and acting way different. But for someone new coming in, just to to give them the reality, you're not always going to get that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to, again, cling to Jesus, cling to what you know is truth and know that this isn't necessarily right. But if he's calling you to it, then you need to persevere and and work through it, yeah. and um, and don't just walk away disillusioned, and then maybe even walk away. That breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Is I don't care. You can walk away from this church if you don't agree with things that are going on. But what breaks my heart over the thirty years of seeing people walking away and then they're lost. Yeah. If you if you're not being fed here, great. Find a place you're going to be mm-hmm. fed the truth about who Jesus yeah. is, and so that. So I don't want a ministry leader and this this young girl. Praise the Lord, she's not here anymore, but she is continuing mm-hmm. doing ministry and she is thriving. But I remember the look of despair and like almost I'm. I, I'm not going to do this. I can't yeah. do this. I can make more money out in the corporate world mm-hmm. being treated like this than I am here. Yeah. And it's like, so you got to understand why you're here. And mm-hmm. maybe you're not. I mean, not everybody is meant to yeah. be full-time ministry. Um, but that's, that's what I would, that's yeah. what I would say because, um, cause it's to me, the last 30 years have been, it's the, best thing that I could ever do. Mm-hmm. It just makes me, I mean, and again, I'm, I, um, I look back and I think, you know, that God plucked me out of literally the mud. And, um, if you knew my whole story growing up, you would never, ever think that little Debbie Azaro would grow up to be 
um, married to her husband for 43 years, have three amazing kids, with eight grandkids, and working in the church and thriving. Um, that wouldn't be my story. Yeah. But God, mm -hmm. God chose me at 24 to pluck me out. I didn't come to him. He he was always pursuing me. He was yeah. always there. And he plucked me out and he put me in a place that it's still, I still look and go, wow, I can't believe you. I get to do what I get to do um, and be a part of the things that he has allowed me to be a part of. Um, so on the one hand, it's, it's been some of the hardest years, mm -hmm. but the, the beauty and the fruit and the changed lives I've been able to see, it's been so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. So. That's awesome. You made me cry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> but it is. It's a, it's a, your testimony and your story is one that is so, it's so clear God's faithfulness is very clear and evident mm -hmm. as you, mm -hmm. as you talk about your years here at Coast Hills and your years in kids ministry. And I think as young leaders in ministry can look at your story, cause maybe they feel like I could never do this mm. because my story is not one of consistent faith. Like I didn't, maybe it's like, maybe leaders are listening and they're like, I didn't know Jesus as a child. How can I ever tell a child about Jesus? Well, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, your story is just one of, of, for many can be an example of what it looks like to persevere and be faithful, but not just in your specific role, but as a daughter of God mm -hmm. and say, I'm not like just being faithful in your job that God has given you, but also your calling to raise disciples, mm -hmm. who raise disciples. Mm -hmm. And like I, like that, like I am a prime example of that. Like you mm -hmm. poured into me and now I get to pour into my kids mm -hmm. and the kids that I get to teach Jesus about on Sunday mornings at our church. And so I just think there are many of me's out there mm -hmm. who are looking to you and are so grateful that you have mm. continued to be obedient. Mm. So you're going to make me cry again. <laughs> don't, don't cry anymore. Uh, but I'm just so grateful that you were able to chat on the podcast mm -hmm. and, and on the video. And, um, I'm just so grateful for you. Oh, so. thank you, Lauren. This is, this is great. This is my first podcast. Yay. 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 Yeah. Wasn't that such an amazing conversation? Persevering when ministry is hard is not easy. And so I hope hearing Debbie's story will encourage you to not only persevere, but to seek God in all things. And remember that he will continue to give you the strength and the wisdom to keep going. I know many of us can relate to Debbie's story. And so if that's you, just know that we have a community inside Kids Ministry Circle that is here and would love nothing more to pray for you and to encourage you as you lead. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all the things that we talked about. And as always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow Kids Ministry Circle on Instagram and Facebook at Kids Ministry Circle. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.